0: And if it's dry, <clears throat> if it's not, um, you know, where you where it's humid. Like, yeah. Like yeah. You always, you know, need
1: a shower. Well, know. remember last week how bad it was? It was like 90, 95 <laughs> degrees, I think. Right. Yeah. Um. So. So, listen,
0: Um, I've never done this before. I'm so irritated. At, at the firestorm of complaints that we've been getting from, from listeners who, sure. are, who are so upset about Charlie Friedman, you know, not being available on the drive time anymore. Sure. Um, and even more upset about who he has been replaced with. That I made this promo that I'm going to, and it's a longer than normal promo. I'm just going to, I'm going to world premiere it right now. Okay. okay. And then we'll be playing it, you know, periodically from now. We need to get this message out to KSCO listeners that the world has changed. And and it's changed in a positive way. If people don't like something on the radio, if the radio happens to be, if the station happens to be KSCO, it's cool. They don't have to listen. and That's always been the case. But, but the neat thing about KSCO radio now is if there's something that they like... ZBSRadio.com. Well, ZBSRadio.com and also KSEO.com. Sure, has has a new digital infrastructure. Okay, and people can listen to what they want when they want, and it's been that way for you know two or three months now. And I guess what we needed to do is make this promo. So I'm going to play this promo first. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Hi, Ma. How are you? We'll 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 put you on here in just a second here. But let's play uh, this promo here. I think we've got it here. Uh, <coughs> I emailed it to myself. And so uh, uh, let's see if it's working here. This is a personal message to all KSEO listeners who are very upset that Charlie Friedman has been replaced by the obnoxious traffic lackey in the 4 to 7 p.m. weekday drive time slot and want Charlie returned to the drive time and the traffic lackey discarded immediately. I'll try to be as gentle as possible with what I have to say. Please listen carefully. Charlie was never happy doing the happy hour program because of all the natural interruptions in a commute show, traffic, local news, weather, etc. Now he is happier than a pig in excrement because he is right where he should be, immediately following Rush. Now, to those of you who still want Charlie back in the drive time, even though he would be miserable there, I have the perfect solution. Use your computer, iPad or smartphone and ksco.com or zbsradio.com to listen to Charlie and any other KSEO host during your commute home or any other time you prefer. You heard right. Any KSEO local host can now be heard on demand at any time you like, because I have spent a fortune to build the ultimate digital media infrastructure for your favorite radio station, and am now nearly homeless, just so you can listen to what you want, when you want. It's a great system. Use it.
2: Good morning. A brighter day is here.
3: Good morning. May we
4: bring you cheer. We've got time. We've got teams.
5: Time tunes and temperatures. Get up and go, it's today
0: you know on KSCO Radio. There, I've said it, and it's needed to be said, and it's needed to be said over and over and over again. So people get it. You can get what you want when you want it. Anyhow, welcome to the Saturday special, Gang MZ, here for the next uh, couple hours. Uh, we have what I think is going to be a really unusual and great program today, so we hope you'll stay tuned. We're going to be on the air right up until noontime time and ask for your participation. Stay with us.
6: Good morning. Now stay right here on ASCO Radio.
0: Well, after being the target of hundreds of emails regarding the new KSCO Afternoon Drive program with Dave and the Lackey, I have concluded that my high-priced consultant was right. This was exactly the change that was needed to breathe life into our KSCO PM commute time. We're trying to get Lackey and Dave to focus less on polarizing politics. We get enough of that all day long and focus more on water cooler subjects, pop culture, and interesting real-life challenges and dilemmas. And we are making some headway in that regard. Though the high-priced consultant is reviled by most of the emails, His track record speaks for itself, but there is someone whom he admires as the best in the radio business, and so do I. This man, David G. Hall, has played a major role in the careers of Glenn Beck, Phil Hendry, Dr. Laura, and many other big radio names. David G. Hall himself will discuss talk radio programming, where it's been, where it is, and where it's going, on the next KSCO special this Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon, right here on It's About Time, your favorite radio station moved into the big league radio, AM 1080 KSCO. (laughs) Welcome to KSCO David G. Hall. How are you? i great. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. Hey, before I forget, my mom Kay is here to, to do. It's another Kay Day, so if people want to come down to the radio station, she'll sign books and you know provide bags and hats and and you know longevity products and all sorts of other things. What'd you say, Ma? Sell
4: books also.
0: Right. Okay. Good. So 2300 Portola Drive. Love to see you. David G. Hall, I met you once, it must have been a dozen years ago, and yeah. I was astounded at how young you are. Now, you're 12 years older now, but, I'm, but so am I, and so is everybody. So... Uh, well, thanks. <laughs> I,
7: I don't feel so young, so uh, if you could just keep repeating that, that'd be
0: great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, send us back in, in history here, as far as you are concerned. Uh, you told me that time that we met that you used to work up here in the, in the Monterey Bay area at a station called KNRY. Yep.
7: Right. Uh,
0: Monterey.
7: Yep, Grew up in Northern California. I uh, worked in, uh, worked up at KZR, um, over the hill from you. And then I worked at KNRY. I worked at KRML in Carmel. Uh, what did you do
0: at all these places? Because you weren't you weren't a, con- a consultant to the a programming guru. Then you were someone oh, presumably who no. K- was interested in radio.
7: At KZR, I ran the automation overnight. And what's funny about that is, as you know, Michael, from because of your experience in the business, automation pretty much runs itself. So my job was just to make sure that the thing that was supposed to run itself ran itself. And that's what I did at KZR. But I, in those days, I was a call screener, a news writer. Um, you know, a board operator, uh, all the behind, all the the simple entry level behind the scenes stuff. That, but that although was I like have to tell you, it's the best experience I ever got doing all that stuff. And,
0: and were you, are you like me? You were sort of a radio guy from day one. It's oh just, yeah, I've been doing this since
7: I was like twelve years old. Had a pirate radio station in my bedroom, and oh yeah, whole thing. Really? Biggie, biggie, wow. Ghost. Yeah.
0: So, whereabouts in uh, in Ca- in Northern California did you grow up?
7: Grew up in uh, Sacramento, and then I lived in uh, Concord and Los Gatos, and then when I worked at KNRY and KRML down the bay, there I uh, lived in
0: Pacific Grove. I see. Great. Okay. So tell tell us how that how you sort of ascended the ranks, right, <laughs> and and got into big corporate radio, and, and <laughs> because well, actually, you know,
7: because of consolidation and how our business. The business of this business has changed so much in the last dozen years or so. Cor- big corporate radio came to me. I really didn't have to go to it. But what the 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 path was, uh, you know, I was a little kid geek. My bedroom listening to the KFRC, the old you know AM, great KFRC from San Francisco.
8: Yeah, Bob and all. Asian I wanted to do was be a or, DJ.
7: Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, Doctor Don Rose and and all I wanted to do was be a DJ and. So um, I actually I put the pirate station on in my bedroom because my voice hadn't even changed yet because I was so young. And so no one would put me on the air. So I decided, why wait? And I did it myself. Um, by the time I got to, uh, Monterey, I, my first real full-time on-air job was at KNRY, tiny little station on Cannery Row with, um, and this is kind of funny because, you know, we used to say then, we used to say Monterey, Salinas, Santa Cruz in our legal ID. We were 250 watts at night. Uh-huh. And at night, from Santa Cruz, you can see the red blinking light from the top of our tower. Uh, or the, uh, you know, on Cannery Row and not even be able to hear the radio station because the (laughs) 250 watts wouldn't even make it across Monterey Bay. The red light at the top of the tower would go further than the radio signal would. Wow. But yeah, great experience. You know, that's where I learned formatics and I learned how to be a DJ and, you know, also learned that I wasn't ever going to be a great DJ and transitioned into news. And as a news guy, I did pretty well and uh, covered a lot of interesting things and, Um, Did did you do news at KNRY
0: or or were I I did, uh,
7: yeah. At one point, I was doing both morning and afternoon news at KNRY, so I was working a split shift and then out covering it during the day.
0: Were you David G. Hall then?
7: I was Dave Allen then.
0: Dave Allen?
7: Yeah, I I felt like I had to have, you know, the cool uh, radio name, so Uh I was Dave Allen. And then... uh, Went back to Sacramento, KFBK in Sacramento, which is a big, you know, pretty important news talk station and was then. And uh, the guy, um, when I left Monterey, the guy really didn't even want to pay much attention to me. And he said, well, you know, send me your tape. And I drove it up there. It's a three-hour drive from Monterey, as you know. So I just I drove it up there. So he says, send me your tape, and three hours later, I'm in the lobby asking for him, and that got his attention, and he hired me. And when he hired me, uh, I was still Dave Allen, and he said, Dave Allen, that's a stupid name. Nobody's going to remember that. Let's see, what's your middle name? And I said Gordon, and he said, Oh God, that's worse. Uh, uh, hmm. How about um, David G Hall? Yes, there it is. And so that's that's how that started. So
0: oh, I see. Yeah. All right. Well, well, I'm you you. Must not realize, uh, that there, there is a Dave Allen who is a very integral part of this radio station. Um, and, and he has been, well, I'll tell the story real briefly here. Dave, Dave Allen is somebody who, um, the, the year that I bought the radio station, maybe it was the year afterwards, I think it was 1992. Um, one of our hosts who was sort of a prima donna, um got angry and and quit his radio program like 2 hours before he was going to go on the air and there was a gentleman who was painting our building um our, our radio station building and I had known that he was a character because just in talking to him and he knew more about this radio station than I did you know a, a total talk radio enthusiast uh through and through um And it was just fascinating to talk to. And, you know, the program director, uh, Rosie Chalmers, and I looked at each other and said, what are we going to do that Harry Harry Lee Curtis is gone here? What are we going to do to fill his time slot coming up in a couple hours? And I said, I got an idea. And I went out and got Dave off the ladder and said, Dave, you're going on the air in two hours. To do a radio show, and he says, "I've got a job. I've got a job. I'm going to Call <laughs> him up and tell him you're going to be an hour too late. They'll understand. Tell him why. And so he went on the air, and he became just a sensation. He went on, just such a character. He, we, we tried him at various time slots around, around the, uh, you know, around the schedule, around the, around the clock almost, uh, and everywhere we put him. You know, he took a, a a slot that was, you know, a throwaway slot and he built it into something because he's got this incredible personality. And at one point in time, um, he was, in my opinion, just because everywhere I went and and her, where I, you know, you'd come to a stoplight or sign or something, you hear somebody right next to you with their radio on. It was tuned to Dave Allen, the Nighthawk. Oh, that's right, great. On, on KSCO. Well, <clears throat> um I, I think he was arguably the most popular personality, you know, ever in the Monterey Bay area. Here, um, and then in ni- in 2000, uh, he suffered a a devastating stroke um, that, uh, mm. that that didn't silence him, but you know, he, he it made it hard for him to you know be the old Dave, you know, that he was. And so, to this day, you know, Dave has a w- a wonderful program here on KSCO. Um, from four to six p m on uh, sundays so
7: wow that 's great, and yeah. what a great ear for talent you have. You should remind your uh, high price consultant of your ear for talent from time to time.
0: <laughs> well, you know the high price consultant <laughs> here, and so uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah i I will do uh yeah okay that 's fair enough so so let 's talk about what um well well <laughs> I want to I want to sort of follow up. You, you you there's it's a long distance from uh KNRY even through KFBK in a much larger market Sacramento to the really big leagues. You know, in market number two, it, market number two is that mar- or market number yeah it's market number two La isn't number it? Number two La yeah yeah and then market three is Chicago and market four for radio is San Francisco. Yes. Yep. Okay. So how did you transition? From KFBK in Sacramento to KFI in Los Angeles, or did you stop along the way somewhere else?
7: No, no, no. I was uh, KFBK. I started as a news reporter uh, and a very green news anchor. And, in fact, I was the news anchor in Rush Limbaugh's local show when he was just starting to do his talk show there. And I was his news anchor um, in the late 80s, 86, 87. And um, so I was a news reporter, and then a news anchor, and then I was the news dire- or assistant news director. And my program director at the time got a job to be the program director of KFI. And uh, so one day he called me up and he said, uh, you know, what do you think about coming to L.A.? And and uh, I being a, a great northern California snob, that's the one, you know, major market I never wanted to work in, the one city I never wanted to live in. Wow. I had my sights set on San Francisco or Seattle or something. And uh, so I said, uh, I almost didn't say yes, but I said, okay, and went down to KFI to be the news director. And the idea was at at the time, and this is something that I had actually kind of pitched to him when he called me in, in Sacramento in L.A. at the time. You had KNX, which is the big CBS all news station, and KBC, which was the number one station in the market, and an all talk station that didn't do news. And so my pitch to him was, why don't we put on a station that does both? Why don't we put on a station that, you know, does great talk shows and, at the same time, actually has a really good you know, news department and a great news commitment as kind of a backbone for all the things that the people in the talk shows are talking about. And he said, okay. He got the company to sign off on actually building out a news department, hiring people, uh, leasing cars, buying equipment, the whole thing. And uh, we did. So I went to LA and I think I had, I don't know, maybe three or four people in the news department when I first got there. And when I left the, being news director there two years later, we had 22 people in the news department, and I think to this day it's, it's probably a little less than that because now it's owned by Clear Channel, but it's probably pretty close. It's probably 15 people or something they have in the news department now, and KFI, in fact, is a big force in radio news to this day in Southern California. So it was a very cool thing to be able to build that out. Um, Rush Limbaugh had just gone syndicated, so that was kind of the anchor show that we had at KFI, and then everything else around it was local. Um, I took over as program director in 91, about the same time that you bought KSEO. Yeah, exactly. And I ended up changing out all those local shows and uh, not on, you know, not not by design. I mean, it wasn't like I went in saying I'm going to clean out all these shows and put on a bunch of different things. It was one by one and for various reasons, sometimes theirs, sometimes ours. But, you know, over, the, over a couple of years, we ended up putting together a lineup that was really strong and really focused on our target listener we really understood our target listener and we knew what they wanted and we gave it to them and um that's what created the the strength of that station which you know to this day the station is still very strong
0: sure okay uh talk radio has always skewed to the older demographics am i right uh traditionally
7: uh, traditionally well not i wouldn't say always um I think initially... 35 did, plus, right? Well, I think what happened is initially it was really for people in their, you know, probably in their late 20s and 30s. But then for many, really? many years, it never changed. Uh-huh. And so it kind of grew up with those audience, that right. audience. And then before you knew it, it was talking to the same people and now they were in their 60s. Yep. And it's had a very difficult time, you know, going going back down the age ladder and, you know, being interesting to people who are in their 30s.
0: Okay. so So since 1991... Which was what 20, 23 years ago. Yep. Um, you you uh, you insti- you you implemented changes to KFI uh, to go after the demographic that you already had and wanted to keep. Right. You're not right. doing what we're trying to do. And and I don't want people to misunderstand me here. What we're trying to do at KSEO is not discard our mature audience. I mean, that's what made us who we are, for gosh sakes. We just want to add to that audience. And I believe it's possible, but maybe it's not.
7: No, it's it's possible. It's very possible.
0: And stations all over the country That's reassuring. That's reassuring.
7: Stations all over the country uh, do it, you know, some with more success and some with less success. One of the things I think that helped me in in all that time when I was at KFI, I ended up being there for almost 15 years, all in all. One of the things that helped me was I realized that everybody, first of all, very few people feel their age, right? So like, you know, I'm 49, but I really don't feel like I'm almost 50. I, I feel like I'm, you know, maybe 40 or my early 40s or something. And I think a lot of us are like that. Uh-huh. But Even more, none of us want to be our age. I don't want to be 49. I'd rather be 39, you know. So if you treat me like a 39-year-old but in a way that I'm comfortable with, I'm with you. So at KFI, I realized rather than specifically trying to just target somebody who is 30 years old if i could just treat existing listeners like they were 30 years old which is probably how they want to be treated um you know then i would get some 30 year olds and a lot of 35 year olds and a ton of 40 year olds and i wouldn't lose the 60 year olds and so that was a big part of the philosophy this is of the exactly
0: program. what i'm trying to do with our station starting with the afternoon drive exactly and it's so unnerving and unsettling to most of the people who are used to listening to uh, the, the same program uh, at the same pace, which is about one third or or, or, or one quarter the pace um, of what it is now, we, we've really up upped the pace, you know, the speed of, of, of what you hear from four to mm-hmm. seven. And well that, some well people just right. can't they can't stand that. And I'm hoping it will attract a, an audience that will supplement the existing audience. But so far, if you believe the people from their emails, uh, I, 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 I answer all the emails and I say, just give it some time; it'll grow on you. Trust me, you know. I, and yes. always and I, they send back, they send back. Most of the time they send back emails saying, I've given it another couple of weeks and I got to leave. I'm sorry. I love you guys. Uh, you know some. Crazy, sorehead people say, I'm never going to listen to your station again, even though I like everything else, because they don't like what we did in the afternoon drive. And I said, okay, I I revoke their listening privileges. I have no patience for those kinds (laughs) of illogical people. (laughs) Which is
7: the owner you can do. Most of us
0: do not have that luxury that you have. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyhow... Um, and that's what we've done. I mean, it's in extreme cases I've had to revoke the listening privileges of certain people. Um, <laughs> that's great. But but uh, I I really want people to to you know just chill out and start enjoying you know the, the problem we're having is that with our particular people you know doing with our particular you know guy that we've that we've swapped out for Charlie Friedman the guy who's been there forever or for the last seven or eight years, um, th- th- he refuses to not be political. And maybe that's not a horrible thing. We-, we want him to talk about, you know, water cooler stuff, right? I mean, but yeah, well, and just be a little different from the rest of the radio station, which is heavy, intense politics. Yeah. I mean, people are, after a hard day at work, why do they want to be on their commute and not be entertained and be angry, you know? That, that's well, the way I see it. Uh, there's a lot I can say here. <laughs> yeah, because you're the guy who who came up with John and Ken, you know, just a phenomenally successful uh, group, uh, uh, you know, for Afternoon Drive in, in Los Angeles on KFI. So, well, yeah. for, let me first of all, Michael. Let me just say,
7: and in my experience now as a consultant and working with stations all over the country and all over the world, actually, of all kinds of sizes and different formats, and big markets and small markets and national things and all that, let me say what you and your listeners have in Santa Cruz is is a treasure. It's a modern day treasure in AM radio and in media, because you know you have listeners that actually care enough to send you hundreds of emails. In a town like Santa Cruz for an AM radio station and for a show change. I can't tell you how many stations are out there, uh, in, you know, markets big and small that'll make a show change and they're lucky to get an email or a phone call. So the fact that you have really? listeners.
0: That, wow. Yeah.
7: The fact that you have listeners that care that much, that are that invested in your show to send you those emails. Um, that's, that's amazing. And the fact that you put on, you try to put on a radio station that is as live and local as it can be. And it's not all syndication all the time, like so many AM stations in, you know, places even bigger than Santa Cruz or bigger than the Monterey Santa Cruz Salinas market. Um, You know, you're they're They're lucky to have you. And obviously you you play to that and you've created a community or they wouldn't care and they wouldn't write at all. You'd make a show change and maybe you'd get an email or a phone call or something. And then that would be it. So the fact that you got more than about a dozen of those. That's unbelievable, and you should know that. Second, let me say, one of the things that I've come to really understand and truly appreciate about this format is it's all about relationship. You know, a guy is on the radio, um, good or bad, agree, disagree, like him or not, whatever, but the guy is on the radio, and over time, he starts to draw a real crowd, and that crowd starts to really like him, and it's like a friendship. You know, it's like when you when you meet somebody and you start a friendship, you don't become best friends on day one. It builds. It's a little bit here and a little bit there. And you enjoy spending time with the person. And then, they you know, they say something that's funny. And then it turns out they're pretty smart. And and it builds over time. And it's the same with the show. So he was on so long that he built a real following of people who feel like they have a real relationship with him. And then you just force them to break up. So. Give them a minute, and they'll, they'll listen to the other guy. Obviously, they care about your radio station, and they're invested in it at, at least as much as you are as the owner because they're willing to take enough time to complain and, you know, pitch a fit. And, with,
0: and these with, are very thoughtful emails. I, yeah, aware. I bet, yeah. because
7: they, they really care. And, of course, they're going to say they're never going to listen again. Just like, you know, I, I, every I fly hundreds of thousands of miles a year, and I'm a... Elite, you know, frequent flyer on American Airlines, and yet I hate American Airlines. And you know how many times I say, damn it, I am never going to fly that airline again. Get me on Southwest or get me on Alaska or whatever. And then what? I end up on an American because the price is right or it's going where I need to go or because, you know, why give up on all the, the frequent flyer miles I have or whatever. It's the same. They really care about your radio station and they really feel like they're part of your community there. So they're upset and they'll express that to you and they'll probably go away for a while your new show is up against the highest of expectations where you know after the other show people are going to be very predisposed to not liking it and then they'll find things that they like about it and maybe he'll start to change adjust just enough to be able to you know be more attractive to those listeners and then David, you'll find I, that they'll I have
0: back. never I I have never ever in 23 and a half years of owning this place told anybody, told any of our hosts what they must do, what they must say, what they must not. I, that's that's all part of, of the radio station experience that I want for the community, yeah. to, be, to, to have something for everyone. Okay, I've never told them what to say, what not to say, except very recently I decided that I do not want any of our hosts to be disrespectful to our uh, callers who call in. And I had a coming to Jesus meeting with a traffic lackey. We walked around the lagoon here the other day and I said, listen, I I know you're edgy. I know you're, I I know you, I know who, who you are and you know who you are. And everything is great. It's very, very different from what we have. It's really shaking things up on the radio. But I've decided that one thing I will not tolerate is rudeness, um, and and uh, humiliation of our people who who call in, who who become part of our program. We I hear think about your- the
7: radio station. That's a very wise thing that you did because, you know, as I said earlier, you clearly have a very special audience that is invested and cares a great deal about your radio station. And you're asking them to accept accept something that they're not really going to want to accept at first. And so to go that extra mile to um, respect them and to recognize them, I think that's a very wise thing to do.
0: And ever since then... As far as I know, I, I, I haven't been able to listen very much. I don't have a whole lot of time, unfortunately, but every time I did check in, you know, it was it was absent. The, the, he did what he said. I asked him, I said, are you capable of doing this or, or are you just wired that way, that you're just going to be rude and, and to people? Because there are hosts who are like that, who are just incapable of being respectful to anybody. You know, there are. You know that, I'm sure. Yeah. And I said, are you one of those hosts? Are you, are you one of those radio talents? And he says, no, I can do what you want. Or I, I can refl- refrain from doing what you don't want. So I said, that's great. Let's continue then. And that's where we are right now. And, uh, people are starting to warm up. Uh, they, they really are. And some people are calling on now and saying, hey, you know, I thought you were crazy, but, you know, you're doing, it's, I think, I think you made, made the right, the right move here. So anyhow, that's fine. I'm not I just want the station to be as good as it possibly can and have a much broader audience than it does. What's wrong with that?
7: Nothing. I think you're on the right track to doing that. and you should know, and I maybe you already know this from other programming changes you've made, but in my experience, it'll take about six months for people to really come back around and to really decide whether they like them or whether they don't, and you know for you to really see a difference in uh, in the show. And you're what, about two weeks into the six months, something like that? Uh,
0: three, yeah, th- uh, maybe cl- three and a half weeks, I'd say, probably. You know, and, yeah. and we're just doing it little by little. I've told people that we, we're going to do a complete major overhaul of your favorite radio station, and that upsets a lot of people because that means there's change coming, and this is only one of the changes. Yeah, you know? and remember, if you think of it t-
7: and from their perspective as relationships, not a radio station. And then what you just said is we're going to do a major overhaul of all these special relationships.
0: <laughs> who who okay. wants that? Maybe we should forget about that and just and just end it at this major overhaul of, of the afternoon <laughs> drive show. What do you no, think? You,
7: got, you have to do what you have to do to provide the most... You know, entertaining and relevant and informative content for your audience, of course, and they'll come kicking and screaming. But they'll follow you. Obviously, they will. They're we, they're, we, they're real fans. They have a real community. They'll follow you.
0: We are very proud of all of our programming, and um, I want to continue to do that. Except, make tweak it here and there to to add more audience. We're talking with David G. Hall. Um, who used to be uh um, among many other things the program director of KFI major you know blowtorch most probably most successful talk radio station uh you know of all um, i don't know KGO in San Francisco is credited with being number 1 at the top of its game for the record period of time like 30 32 33 years where where's KFI in all that um, well, certainly KFI uh
7: does not yet have the longevity that KGO did. I mean, you know, even like when I was living in Los Gatos, I used to listen to KGO. I called I called into Tony Grant one night when I was I don't know, 16 years old or 15 years old or something like that. That station was around forever and yeah. really well programmed for generations. It's amazing how long that radio station was able to be at the top of that market. It's true I mean truly. It's probably I would say that's probably the single most successful news talk station
0: ever in our format. Now, successful in terms of on, in terms of one for so long. In terms of being number one, but but probably not in terms of revenue. Am I right or 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 yes? I I don't know. A- actually, know? and this is where big corporate comes back
7: into the picture. I have a feeling, because I know other major radio stations that had a lot of big personalities that ended up in this crazy situation. It probably had great revenue. It probably did not have great profit. Um, you know, there's there's another a, a major talk station of the same genre, the same uh, era as KGO in another market, in a major market, big city, big personalities just like KGO – and it was one of the top, like, I think it was one of the top five or top three billing radio stations in the country in its era, in the 80s and 90s, when it was really in its heyday, right? And made less than $100,000 a year of profit off millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars in really? in advertising sold and revenue. Because wow. they paid their talk show hosts so much. They were Many of them were into seven figures, and they all got ratings, bonuses. And so... You know, when you're a single operator, when you're Michael's Whirling and you're able to walk away with, you know, six figures of profit and you've got this huge monster of a radio station, that's okay. When you're ABC or, um, you know, Cumulus or Clear Channel or CBS walking into a situation like that, you just scratch your head and go, what on earth? And that's when you start making all kinds of changes, which is exactly what happened to KGO.
0: Wow. Um, is that other uh, station a secret? It's KBC in Los Angeles. Okay. All right. Um, You know what? There's so many things I want to ask you about. What about the Alex Jones phenomenon? What about it? Tell me what you think. I mean, so many people in the radio industry have never even heard of Alex Jones. And the reason, and and I had heard of him years ago. I've had him on this program as as a great guest Mm -hmm. Over the years, you know, a number of times, and I knew he had his own program, but when when my friend and consultant really leaned on me to put Alex Jones on to replace, of all people, Bill O'Reilly, when Bill O'Reilly decided to, you know, hang up his guns from radio, I said, are you out of your mind, that conspiracy nut? He says, listen to me, he just wouldn't stop. He said, (laughs) if you are are willing to make this bold move, you're going to be amazed at what it does for your radio stations. He plays. He plays incredibly well with a hard right, incredibly well with a hard left, and everybody in between is scared bleepless. You know, Hmm. if if, if even 10% of what he says is is true. Anyhow, he pushed my button by saying I, I I wouldn't even hear of it until he until he he pushed my button, and the button is you like to experiment, don't you? And I said, oh yeah, of course. So do it as an experiment. (laughs) put oh <laughs> well, he does know you that's great yeah put put him on for a week uh or two and and announced at the beginning of each show. this is an experiment, we know it's different from anything you've ever heard on this station before, and we know it's going to be unnerving to some of you, but you know, just give it some give it a listen and or two or three, and let us know what you think and then we try to get some advertisers also, well, forget about the advertisers I mean that just wasn't happening uh but I was the second day we had. Um uh, Phil Hendry on. As, as an experiment, I was walking out of the radio station. Somebody walks up to me, a stranger walks up to me and says, are you MZ? I said, yeah. And he, he reaches out his hand to shake my hand, puts a hundred dollar bill in it. And I said, what is this? He says, that's for putting Alex Jones on. I said, well, it's only an experiment. He might not be on past this week. He said, never mind the fact that you put him on for even an hour. You've earned this money. Thank you, thank you, thank you. True story. Amazing, oh, true that's story. And that's, you know, so everything that he said, that, that, that the consultant said, it was really a friend, more more of a friend than a consultant. Although I've you know I get the benefit of consulting <laughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know uh, everything came true with with regard to uh, Alex Jones. So what do you think? I'm, I mean, you you know of stations that that carry him? I'm sure. <laughs> Actually, I'm not all that familiar with his show, and I don't believe
7: on all the stations I have in the United States, I don't believe he's on any of them.
0: Uh huh. Oh um, yeah, no, in in radio, in broadcasting, yeah, he's not. He he he's like a speck. He's not. Yeah. On the on the other hand, on the internet,
1: yeah, Russ Livlaw is
0: a, is a grain of sand, and Alex Jones is is just a monster. I mean, yeah, he's he's ar, inarguably the number 1 audio and video personality in the world on planet earth today i mean no question about that yeah i would believe and, that and wow. and, so, and so why is it that radio hasn't picked up on that i i'm just you know i i'm, I'm i can't believe mm-hmm. it but i don
7: 't know, probably well, first of all, the lack of advertisers would have something to do with it oh since, yes <laughs> you <know. laughs>
9: okay of and, course
7: yeah any anybody <laughs> north of ninety two point one on the f m dial is not a commercial is not a non commercial radio station, so that has something to do with it. you know, in my experience, both as consulting and um, I worked for a couple of years in syndication, I worked at the company that Oversaw, um, Glenn and Rush and Dr. Laura and Phil Hendry and Jim Rome and a bunch of other shows.
0: This is Premier Radio Network. Premier so. Radio,
7: yeah. Uh huh. I, as in charge of their talk division for a couple of years, one of the things I learned in that experience is, um, you know, radio programmers as a group, and I hate to stereotype, but I think unfortunately this tends to be true. They tend to go where lightning just struck. So nobody wants Rush Limbaugh until he becomes big somewhere, and then all of a sudden, everybody wants Rush Limbaugh, you know? Um, and I, I think Alex Jones, if he were to have a big success story on a big enough station somewhere, you would you would see him explode in radio. That I think a lot of programmers probably just don't know what to make of him or his show. And then you well, put that well, together so with the fact that a lot of advertisers won't buy it. And how are you going to convince management or ownership to put on a show
0: that you can't sell advertising? Well, I'll tell you, you know? something. Uh, um, Rush Limbaugh's show, speaking of Rush Limbaugh, the Rush Limbaugh show has never been a way for us to monetize the radio station you know I mean chaos because of the rush Limbaugh show and um, and certain other features of our station like my mother's pretty much typically conservative commentaries over the years we have been branded uh, as a conservative station in a liberal town I mean mm-hmm. you know that Santa Cruz is makes Berkeley look right wing you know I do <laughs> so um yeah. I I don't know. It just seems that uh, I don't. It seems that uh, I don't know what I don't know where. Over the years, we've always had a tough time selling ads in Rush Limbaugh because people have to live in this town, and even though businesses might be owned by conservative uh, people uh, and and apolitical people who love listening to Rush Limbaugh when they have time. I asked the bank president once because he was listening to Rush Limbaugh all the time, and every time he saw me, he would laugh because it would remind him of something he heard on Rush Limbaugh. And I said, "Harvey, why the hell aren't you advertising, you know, on, on KSCO like you should be?" He says, "Michael, I've got to live in this town. Are you crazy? Hmm. You know." So that's always been a problem. Okay, look at Michael Savage. I mean, Michael Savage. You, you know, when when he lost the MSNBC television gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years back, got put on every agency do not buy list that he wasn't already on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so so guys like Savage and guys like Limbaugh are great for for bringing in the numbers. And I don't know, maybe maybe it's maybe in other towns besides ours, Rush is easy to sell advertising for the for the radio station. But here he's always been hard, and ever since the Sand Reflect thing, it's been impossible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and I, I they they say that, that that was the big, you know, changing moment the, the the you know, the seminal moment in Talk Radio um uh economics that changed everything, not just for his show but for Talk Radio in general. People advertisers, you know, started shunning you know, or th- this is what is said. And I I haven't found that to be the case here at KSEO. At all, we we have more advertisers than ever now, not just not in the Rush program, mm-hmm. and it's never enough. You know that's why we're doing the changes. We want to broaden the audience so that we don't have to have salespeople. We have order takers, like in the good old days of the heydays of the radio stations. You know, mm-hmm. so that's what we would like. But anyhow. Where where are all these famous advertisers of
7: viewers? We're 47 minutes into the show. You haven't taken a Oh break. no, we don't it's take amazing.
0: them. No, no, no. I I I I figured you would notice that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> what what we did here I I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. Uh, you know, I'm I'm I write all the checks. I'm the boss. But we, my business manager said one day, "You know what, Z we're we're gonna not have any commercials during the Saturday special. I said why? He says because you like because you get going and you, and you don't you don't you know you run into the breaks and everything. And I said yeah we always make good. The, the, the commercials are always you know if they're not right where they're scheduled on the log they're gonna be in the same day part somewhere. He says you know just just relax and just have your show be commercial free. And I said you know what that's cool. Let's do that. Let's have this be sort of like an NPR show, except not even, not even with pledge breaks. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, Congratulations. Anyhow, this is great. Yeah. So if you listen during the week, you'll find that we got commercials and we got a lot of commercials for vitamins because what we do is in all our unsold inventory, we, we run ads for the longevity products and, and, um, and business opportunity that I happen to, be fortunate enough to discover uh, 18 years ago, right when I pretty much had it with the radio business and was going to put the station up for sale and go out go do something else, you know? Oh. And then I discovered this thing. It just sort of fell into my lap and and I decided that this uh, guy who was buying a time to do an infomercial on the weekend was so captivating with his message and people were calling by the hundreds during the week saying, who is this guy? We want to make an appointment with him. I say, well, you can't make an appointment with him. All you can do is talk to him on his radio show, and tell him tell him about your 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 you know your health challenge, and and he'll tell you what, what supplements, not drugs, you know that you can take that'll probably make you better, and you know, you can try it and see if it works. Well, it worked for so many people that I decided that you know. <laughs> maybe I should get involved in this business when I found out that it's a business that anybody can get involved in. And what we ended up doing is getting involved in that business, becoming a top distributor in that business. And so the, the fact of the matter is we don't need advertisers on KSCO. If we didn't have a single advertiser, we wouldn't die. But that's not to say that we don't want a lot more advertisers. It's a damn good radio station. And, and, and businesses that choose to advertise on KSCO to get their message are going to be very, very well rewarded. Oh, I
7: bet, especially you know? with the strong community that uh, that you have that we've already talked about. I bet. Right. That they, um, you know, that The people who listen to your radio station would uh, definitely patronize your, your advertisers. That's sure. great. Right.
0: Sure, and, and we encourage the advertisers to voice their own ads and, you know, become, uh, you know, get, develop their own personal relationship with, with the audience. They could become a, you know, a personality on the radio just through their ads Mm -hmm. and so forth. We're talking with David G. Hall, uh, programming consultant extraordinaire. Um, responsible in many ways for such famous people in the radio industry as uh, John and Ken, as Dr. Laura, as uh, Phil Hendry, as Glenn Beck. Uh, just a stellar background, and we are so pleased to have him on the Saturday special talking with you. We're going to open the phone lines now. Four seven nine ten eighty. That's an area eight three one. Give us a call if you would like to uh, make a comment or ask a question uh, of uh, David G Hall. It's not every day that we get to hear that we get to hear the the real person that you hear Phil Hendry. Talking about, you know, his (laughs) on the (laughs) Phil Hendry show, the program director David G. Hall. There really is a David G. Hall, and we got him uh, in person here on the KSCO special here on your favorite radio station. So, um, 479-1080, that's an area, 831, or you can email mz at ksco.com. Here's Bon in Lake Tahoe. Hey, uh, well, at Lake Tahoe. Hey, Bon, you're on the air.
10: Hey, good morning, Michael. Good morning, sir. And a uh, couple of quick comments. Uh, like uh, your guest or your, there, I'm also a, a radio guy from the uh, from the Bay Area, and I really enjoyed Jim Eason back in the day. And... Uh, I remember that feeling of friendship. It was just—it was a comforting voice. You just—it was a familiarity. So I I agree with him 100%. Just one quick comment. As you know, uh, MZ, I do a radio show once a week uh, uh, out of Reno, and the thing that is stunning to me is the irresponsibility of the program directors in, uh, uh, especially, and both left wing and right wing. So much of the, uh, so much of the so-called news and commentary isn't countered with facts. There's no fact checking. It is stunning what's allowed on the air. And one of the reasons I've been discouraged myself in my own show is that, uh, our program director, uh, encourages a certain, shall we say, a certain, uh, political viewpoint and you have no time to counter it. We're not talking about differences in philosophy. We're talking about differences in hard fact. And it's one of the reasons that I think uh, narrowcasting may uh, may be on the way out. There may be. I'm hopeful that there's room for a broader, more intelligent-based format like I think you're trying to push.
0: Why is there a pregnant pause? Maybe because you were finished.
10: I'm all done. I'm just <laughs> wanting to see what uh, you're. Well, well, well. One thing, the gentleman that's there. I'm sorry, David.
0: David Hall. Yeah. yeah.
10: David, don't ever go on a, mo- a walk with MZ around the lagoon. He'll kill you from just sheer, <laughs> sheer physical effort.
0: <laughs> okay, good to know. Thank you. All right, thanks, Bon. Appreciate your call thanks. to the uh, Saturday special. I'm amazed that the, that the phone lines aren't jammed now because, but but maybe this is too inside baseball for people. Who knows? Who knows? But if you want to uh, give us a call, 479-1080, That's in area eight three one. Don't need any callers. I could talk with David for as long as he's willing to talk with us here. Uh, let and let me yeah, actually let me
7: respond to what Bon said there real quick. Yeah. Um, first of all, um, the only the main the number one thing that any of us in this format in this medium have going for us is credibility, and so. You know, the, and I know that people can be pretty loose with the facts, you know, on the right or the left. I also know that even when you think you're pretty close to the facts, people who vehemently disagree with you will argue first and foremost that you don't have the right facts, you know. So it's, it's, it's also kind of relative. But having said that, credibility is all we have, you know. Nobody is going to listen to a talk show host that they don't feel is credible. So the further, a host gets away from the facts consistently, the more it's to their own detriment. You know, the better thing to do, the best thing to do, and the best hosts stick pretty close to the facts and still are able to argue their point and put things into a certain perspective and, you know, get people to look at the world the way they see the world. And, um, you know, playing loose with the facts is not really a very effective way of doing that. It's it can be pretty suicidal, actually.
0: Ah. Okay, well, it looks like we're filling up the phone lines pretty quickly now here. Um, uh, let's see, let's go to John and Carmel. Uh, John, uh, welcome to the Saturday what? special. You're on with MZN David G. Hall.
2: Uh, Michael, I, I think it's a great program. What Mr. Hall's talking about, uh, I think, has a lot of credibility. I think when a, a guy does a radio program, his, his, his true being comes out. It's like Charlie. I don't agree on a lot, not on all the stuff Charlie says, but that's Charlie. Where other programming, it isn't like that. It, it's it's phony. It's not yeah, it's, real. It's and talking again, points. Yeah, uh, bullet points. And, yeah. and again, you know, being real is where it's at. I spent 42 years on a radio, different kind of radio, but 42 years, and you can tell by just the way a person talks. You can tell by their reflections on it uh... how how they are and what what's going on and again i think that's one of your problems dave uh... kind of lost his virtue with with the afternoon program and the only reason i don't listen to it is it's dribble and um, uh... uh... it's sad but that's the way it is maybe it'll work for you i don't know but i go to either uh... k bob or or over to k mozart and um just because i don't want to hear dribble gotcha. i don't need to hear the same i don't need to hear the same uh uh right stuff you know i'm tired of rushing away i listen to them for a little while they don't have solutions they only complain about problems and i think if you got a system going where there's solutions and george is going that way now where there's only problems and complain about them yeah. i think the intelligence. That you have in your market, there coming out with solutions. They don't know how to sell your market. You know, you don't sell it here in Carmel. Yeah, and that's
0: it. Yeah. Well, I, I advertise for a sale for Monterey County sales manager experience, and I get a whole bunch of calls from people saying, uh, uh, and emails from people saying, "Oh, I've always wanted to do radio, be in radio some way, and why not sales? We don't have time to to, to train newbies." You know, we want to steal. Sure? Uh, we want to steal, uh, 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 you know, experienced people from another station across the way that's going downhill, and when 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 we're going up in the world, at least that's what we like to think. <laughs> Anyhow, well, thank Michael. you very much, John. Appreciate your call to the okay. Saturday special. Here's uh, Brad in Santa Cruz. Welcome to the Saturday special with uh, with uh, David G. Hall and MZ. Uh oh,
11: thank you, Michael. Um, I let I've sent you a couple of emails. Um, Being somewhat critical of the lackey. And I I wanted to kind of change that a little bit. And I think, first of all, when you look at the Bob and Ken show, you're looking at not only funny guys, but they're smart. And when you listen to it, it's enjoyable and it's fun. And yet they'll also go out and do some local stuff on kind of a political level. It's something I think that's missing right now, Then There's just not a lot of smart that's going on but to add to that i think the other thing is you talked about water cool cooler type conversations and i can understand it. i can see it and i can see well that may not work for me it could certainly work for other people maybe younger people but my question is if you're sitting at the water cooler talking to somebody and another guy walks up and just launches into some political diatribe where they're escoriating the other side are you going to sit there listening to him or are you going to kind of wander off and start doing other stuff and I think that's the problem with the lackey. He probably can be entertaining, but the moment he goes into that, you lose your audience. It's gone because they don't want. They've already heard this. They know what he's going to say, and they don't want to hear it. They want to have fun. They want to enjoy what's yeah. going on. That's
0: they that's don't hear this. that's our our challenge, and that's why it's not. You know, it's it's not permanent yet. I mean, and hopefully it will be if we can tweak it just right. Um, but at least we've, uh, gotten past the disrespectful component here, <laughs> you know? And
11: to be honest with you, there's even a place for a little bit of disrespect. If the, if the people are disrespecting him, I don't have any problem with him coming back and saying, hey, I'm, I run this radio show. I don't have to listen to this. I'm going to hang up on you and go to the next guy. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is, is not being Interesting. And that's what these political diatribes aren't. They're just not interesting because everybody's heard them.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, right. Thank you anyway, Thank you very good. much for your call, Brad, in Santa Cruz. Uh, now we're going to go to uh, Larry, also in Santa Cruz. But you know what, Larry? we got less than 30 seconds. We'll hold you over to the next hour. Go ahead and start.
12: Okay. I just wanted to say briefly that uh, the word that I heard uh, this morning that uh, really impressed me was respect. On the radio station, and I think that's
0: what your traditional... Okay, hold on. We 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 want to take you over. Uh, It's the end of the first hour. KSCO Santa Cruz, Salinas, Monterey, San Jose. It is 11 a.m., and here is CBS News.
4: CBS News, I'm Pam Coulter. Will eastern Ukraine follow Crimea tomorrow? That's when two regions in eastern Ukraine hold a referendum on becoming independent from Kiev. Sky News correspondent Katie Stollard says there is some confusion about the vote. The referendum question is, do you support the act of state sovereignty of the Donetsk People's Republic? But nobody really seems to know if that means they are talking about some form of greater autonomy, an autonomous region, but still within Ukraine, or whether they are being asked to vote for an independent state which could then go on to try to join the Russian Federation. One person remains unaccounted for after the crash of a hot air balloon north of Richmond, Virginia. Searchers have recovered the bodies of two other people. State Police spokeswoman Corin Geller says they also continue to look for wreckage of the balloon. We do continue to keep finding debris uh, and various items that would have been on the hot air balloon. Uh, That is encouraging to the search crews as it continues to keep us targeted and focused in the vicinity. First Lady Michelle Obama, the mother of two girls, says the kidnapping of schoolgirls in Nigeria is unconscionable. In these girls, Barack and I see our own daughters. We see their hopes and their dreams. And we can only imagine the anguish their parents are feeling right now. Mrs. Obama delivered the President's weekly address. Teams from the U.S., Britain, and other nations are heading to Nigeria to assist in the search for the girls. In their address, Republicans, 14 of them, focused on efforts they've made to revive the economy. Hello,
11: I'm Lee Terry from Nebraska. Twelve months ago, the House passed H.R. 3. My bill to build the Keystone XL pipeline and support more than 42,000 direct and
7: indirect jobs. Americans are still waiting for the President and the Senate
0: Democrats to act. It's time to build the Keystone Pipeline.
4: There is new anguish for some of the families who lost loved ones in the 9-11 attack at the World Trade Center. Unidentified remains of victims were taken to the Trade Center site, where they will be placed underground in the September 11th Museum. WCBS reporter Sophia Hall. Family members protested in silence after they covered their mouths with black scarves. They said because they did not have a voice and believe those lost should have been in an above-ground memorial, not below ground, in a museum. To me, this is probably the worst day since 9-11. Sally Reganhard lost her firefighter son, Christian. Many of the remains are believed to be those of police and firefighters. Two women said their I do's on a sidewalk outside a county courthouse in Arkansas today. Just yesterday, a judge ruled the state's ban on same-sex marriage was unconstitutional. Kristen Seton and Jennifer Rambo's impromptu ceremony was officiated by a woman in a rainbow-colored dress. This is CBS News.
2: MSNBC presents Growing Hope.
13: When a voice is empowered to action, when a light shines on equality and justice, the seed of hope is sown. It drives you to tackle the hard stuff, to stop gun violence, protect voter rights, to fight so that everyone has access to health care, and make sure no one falls through the cracks. As hope grows, so does the power of
2: people. Learn more at msnbc.com slash growinghope. What do you mean you got there exactly on time?
4: Ever since we started using Fleet Maddox to keep track of our trucks and vans, our business has been running really smoothly.
0: Are you telling me you've cut your fuel costs?
4: The boss doesn't have anything to yell about anymore, but some habits are hard to break.
0: Oh, great. Another call from a happy customer. Fleet
13: Maddox takes the drama out of business. Make fleet tracking more intelligent with real-time tracking, fuel monitoring, and more. Visit fleetmaticscom slash start or call 1-877-350-DEMO for intelligence at work.
1: You're listening to KSCO AM 1080 and KOMY AM 1340, serving Santa Cruz, San Jose, Salinas, Monterey, and Watsonville. Four minutes past 11 a.m. on Saturday, May 10th, 2014. 65 degrees at KSCO studios. Your friendly voice, Aaron Schober, your local King of the Hill traffic and Central Coast weather brought live to you. Taking a look at roadways in and around Santa Cruz. All roads are traveling up into the limit, with no signs of any accidents out there however, you are going to run into some minor congestion just past the fishhook where highway 1 and 70 merge heading into Santa Cruz traffic is traveling below the limit slightly near highway or on highway 1 headed northbound over the San Lorenzo bridge at the connection to highway 9 It will clear up as soon as you pass River Street in Santa Cruz. Your northern Monterey Bay Central Coast weather forecast for today, continuing with highs in the lower 70s. East winds 5 to 10 miles per hour, which will be drifting northwestbound and increasing 5 to 15 miles per hour as the afternoon comes to a headway. Your boaters' forecast northwest winds 10 to 20 knots, increasing to 15 to 25 knots in the afternoon. Wind waves 3 to 5 feet. Northwest swell six to seven feet at nine seconds, and south three feet at eighteen seconds. Approaching six minutes past the hour, you have it tuned into KScoam ten eighty and KOMY AM thirteen forty. Stay tuned for hour number two of the Saturday special with your host MZ. Saturday special is brought to you by Los Animas Concrete and the California Grill in Freedom. And now, without further ado, here is hour number two of the Saturday special with your host MZ. Yeah, but first we're gonna,
0: we're gonna replay that promo that we world premiered an hour ago, okay, cuz it's very important. This is a personal message to all KSEO listeners who are very upset that Charlie Friedman has been replaced by the obnoxious traffic lackey in the 4 to 7 p.m. weekday drive time slot and want Charlie returned to the drive time and the traffic lackey discarded immediately. I'll try to be as gentle as possible with what I have to say. Please listen carefully. Charlie was never never happy doing the happy hour program because of all the natural interruptions in a commute show, traffic, local news, weather, etc. Now he is happier than a pig in excrement because he is right where he should be, immediately following Rush. Now, to those of you who still want Charlie back in the drive time, even though he would be miserable there, I have the perfect solution. Use your computer, iPad, or smartphone, and kSEo.com or zbsradio.com to listen to Charlie and any other KSEO host during your commute home or any other time you prefer. You heard right, any KSEO local host can now be heard on demand at any time you'd like because I have spent a fortune to build the ultimate digital media infrastructure for your favorite radio station. And am now nearly homeless. Just so you can listen to what you want, when you want. It's a great system. Use it. Oh, hello, darling. I hate to
13: hang
0: Not every day we have David G. Hall, the David G. Hall, as our special guest. Nobody knows more about radio programming in the world than he does. Take advantage.
4: I'm sorry, baby, but I really got to go to KSCO Radio.
0: Bye. Okay. uh, Now, David, can you hear the station now? Yeah, I hear you just fine. Okay, good. All right, um, before we went into break, we were talking to Larry in Santa Cruz. And uh, we want to let him finish up his uh, point here. Go ahead, Larry, you're back on. Yo, Larry. Oh, maybe I... Wait a minute. Now, there's Larry. Hi, Larry, you're on. Okay.
12: Hi, MZ. Uh, before the break, I was listening, and and because we were talking about our local community, I, I was inspired, but after listening to the world news... I realize my comments are probably trivial. Um, but, uh, number one was the respect issue that was brought up and, and how uh, it's important to, to speak to your listeners and those that are willing to interact with some decency. And, and I'm so glad that you had that uh, conversation with the traffic lackey and that probably endeared more of us to uh, stay with the station. But I did want to make the comment about uh, demographic. And I had the pleasure of going to Marin last night and caring for my two young grandsons while my daughter and son-in-law, who are in their mid-30s, went to hear Bob Marley's son play in the city. And the report this morning was that here are young people that are part of a young young person's demographic that were shocked at the social media that was taking place during the concert and the absolute rudeness that the listeners... Uh, you know the the, the uh, attendees were they weren't paying attention to the music and everybody was cell phone and interactive crazy i just think people are different nowadays and you have a you have a captured audience of local listeners and if you're going to try to integrate with a new demographic i think we have to just realize that we're we're trying to address people that think can behave differently and and that's really what I what I had to say is Amen, I appreciate
0: what you said, Larry. You get it. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah. Thank, so you're yeah. not going to be tuning out of the um, of the Happy Hour, which we're going to change the name of, I think, to Flight 1080. I think that's better sounding than <laughs> Happy Hour. If anything, it's not Happy Hour; it's Angry Hour. And I'd well, sort of like to get away from that, but um, I don't know. Flight 1080 is sort of cool, huh?
12: Well, it's our town, and let's enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, hey thanks Make for something. calling. Thanks for calling four seven nine ten eighty. As you are all invited to do. That's in area eight three one four seven nine ten eighty eight three one four seven nine ten eighty, 1080 Or you can email me MZ at KSCO dot com. Dave in Texas is calling. Uh hey Dave, um are you really in Texas? Where in Texas are you?
3: Yeah, I really am. As a matter of fact, at the moment, I'm in a town called Mount Pleasant. We're about uh, 60 miles from Texarkana and about uh, an equal distance from Shreveport, Louisiana. But I work and live in Dallas.
0: So how is it you're listening to KSCO? Listening online? Uh, No, obviously. But I mean, I mean, how did you discover (laughs) us? I mean, did you used to be a Santa Cruzan or a Monterey Bayan?
3: No, I am a native of Sacramento. I've lived most of my life in Northern California, only been in Texas for a couple of years. And in full di- disclosure, I'll tell you that I'm a personal friend of David G. Hall. Um, we've worked together as colleagues uh, two or three times. I've been in radio for 45 years, and I'm in the talk business, and um, I've got a question for both of you.
0: I can't wait.
3: <laughs> okay, here it is. And I've been I've actually been wanting to ask David this personally, but we get to talking and we just get on to other things. But what I'm curious about is I've seen in 45 years, I've seen radio talk go uh, from a time when they were just talking about garden shows and the local ladies luncheon and so forth to a point where now everything seems to be political and all the Polls in the past couple of years show that Americans have no faith in government whatsoever. Most people in this country feel like they're victims. They've thrown up their hands in helplessness. And uh, so I'm, I'm wondering, why are most talk stations still hammering politics, both on the local and syndicated level? Wouldn't it make more sense for talk stations, especially in small markets like Santa Cruz, to branch out to American life on the micro level and just talk about things that people are really interested in personally.
0: It makes all the sense in the world to me, but you were asking David, sorry.
3: Well, Uh, I was asking both of you.
0: Let me me just say, uh, hi, Dave. (laughs) uh,
7: Hi, David. Dave Williams is awfully humble, but he actually, Michael, he was... uh, for what twenty years or something, he was in had double digit shares doing a morning show in Sacramento. Fifteen percent or twenty percent of all people using radio in Sacramento would listen to his morning show. So he's well, he's, he's huge sure, in he our sure business.
0: Has, he sure has the pipes, I could tell. He, that he
7: does. He really <laughs> does, and he's a great writer. And he's just a great guy. So here's the thing, okay? Um, it's things are changing. The format is changing significantly, and uh you know shows that just deal and pure politics don't do nearly as well as they did even just a few years ago and they're going down uh you know they're they're starting to go down even faster now um, shows that talk about even if they're you know come from a conservative point of view, things that t- shows that talk about other things that are going on, and it's not all Harry Reid and Senate Democrats and Mitch McConnell and Barack Obama and all of that. Those shows are starting to do better and better, um, both at the national level and especially at the local level. So there's a there's a definite shift that's happening in talk radio. I think talk radio had turned so political and so far hard right for so long. It'll be a while before it's really noticeable that things are changing. But I can tell you from working in a lot of different markets and having the benefit of seeing audience research in a number of places, there's a real fatigue factor with politics and people's tastes are changing. Even in the reddest of red states in the Bible Belt. Audience research shows that people are even tired of just shows that beat the crap out of Barack Obama all day. They don't like him. They don't agree with him. They can't wait for his term to be over next year, but they just don't need to hear him, you know, beaten up mercilessly every single day because it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't solve anything to do that.
3: And, right. it's gotten to, gotten to a point where we not, we not only don't believe a word that comes out of any politician's mouth, but, by extension we don't believe anything that the, our local radio talk show hosts are telling us because they're hammering away at their own agenda
1: yep
7: and that's and peop, there's a real fatigue factor so you'll see in more and more places now you know that, that that's really a factor and actually Dave I think you're you're a pretty good example of that. You know, you, you're doing a morning show in Dallas. You don't do a political morning show. You talk about everything else that's going on, you and Amy, and your ratings have, uh, what, doubled in the last couple of months or last three months or so since you guys have really started to focus on that format. Um, and you're not the only show that's like that. There are a lot of shows out there that are that are just stopped talking about the politics and they're talking about other things, and the audience is really starting to respond and in some pretty
3: good so, way, pretty big ways. So, so what I'm hearing you say is that it takes a while for management to catch up,
0: yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes it. Yeah, really. Um, so, Dave, it's great to make your acquaintance here uh, on the air on KSEO. And continued success to you. And, uh, yeah, I'll have to tune into your program.
3: So. Thank you very much. I, by the way, as I said, I grew up and uh, I lived most of my life in Northern California. I absolutely love Santa Cruz and all points north there along the coast.
0: No, it's, South, it's, it's I'm
3: not too pleased with. It, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Thanks, Dave. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Bye. Uh, 479, Bye. that opens up A-Line at K, uh, at four seven nine ten eighty in Area 831. You can always email me, mz at ksco.com, as Tracy A. Belera has. Hi, great program today. This is regarding Phil Henry and John and Ken. Wish you would bring these two shows back to Santa Cruz. We could all use a great laugh. Tracy I couldn't agree with Tracy more, but David, you will explain why that is not currently uh, possible.
7: Uh, John and Ken are not uh, being nationally syndicated at the moment. They they're being internally syndicated within Clear Channel. They're on in LA, and I think they're still on in New York on WOR in New York. But they're not. they I think at the moment they're not in national syndication.
0: Okay. And uh Phil Hendry I think you were telling Phil, me is not Yeah you know, I think he's leaving, he's taking a break from radio for a while. He's
7: uh you know he's he's had such a successful show for so long. Uh, I think he was most recently um you know with a company that uh, had gone through some I don't know some financial trouble or whatever and I think he's just he's kind of taken a break from radio. And you know if you're at all familiar with his show it, it's it's so intense to do what he does uh, for all those hours, you know, four hours, three or four or five hours a day, five days a week. Um, you know, I, I can't I, I think imagine he, he, how he does, does need to do the that. break from time to time. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for
0: sure. Um, we're um, talking with David G. Hall, uh uh, program consultant, uh, here and, uh, the ultimate program consultant in my, uh, estimation here. And, uh, we have him as a guest on the Saturday special here on your favorite radio station right up until noontime. Uh, about 41, 42 minutes from now, 479-1080 in Area 831 is a phone number for you to call to join in the fray here. And uh, let's talk to our next caller, and that would be uh, Brad in Live Oak. Brad, welcome to the KSCO Saturday Special with David G. Hall and MZ. You're on. Hey,
9: good morning, MZ. David, how are both of you? Great. Great. You. Excellent, excellent. Hey, I, I just wanted to say, uh, the previous caller, David, Absolutely right, and that's one of the things I think is missing from uh, the happy hour. And, and, by the way, I think you should go to Flight 1080. That is a great name for that program. Uh, but what is missing is more of a local flavor. Uh, it's very easy to take the national headlines and do what Dave and the lackey do with them, uh, and I don't want that to totally go away. Uh, a lot of people think the lackey is being rude or or just flip it with this, but I enjoy listening to it brought to us in that way. Uh, We get to hear, as you've pointed out, Rush and Charles, and on Wednesdays and Fridays we get... um, Oh, now I've lost her name.
0: Georgia, Georgia.
9: Georgia. Um, You know, they just sit and spell it out for us. Stuff happens on
0: Georgia's program. This week we got a call from CBS News wanting us to send an air check about something that happened on the Georgia show. You Uh, know,
9: uh, I think it had to do with uh, a show, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, when she really let into one of her last callers. Boy, did she get... (laughs) <laughs> oh boy she was
0: do uh, not I, man, get on george's bad side do no not.
9: i would never want to do that but uh again you know one of the great things about dave's former show the uh the weekend review he did with thomas hughes was that it was it it definitely had more of a local flavor and you could get although i know you're not missing out on calls for those three hours but he got a lot more uh interaction with the local audience on those local stories if you could work in a little bit more of that on that show i think it'd be great
0: well i'm I'm hoping that the traffic lackey is listening and will call in now i I hope
9: so too i hope
0: i hope he is for the last
9: week and a half or ever since you had your little jesus walk with him he's been Completely different as far as how he treats the callers. I think it's been exactly what the show needed. He has
0: explained and to people in very yeah. cogent, intelligent terms why he does what he does. Absolutely. Now, Now, if, you, if you're one of the angry people who, who really has f- f- tuned out of the show... Th- then I you didn't then that. you didn't get a chance to I'm, I'm not just talking to to you Brad I'm, I'm addressing no, everybody now if you're one of the callers who really did follow through with the, the, the threat to not listen to that program anymore you missed that wonderful explanation from the traffic lackey which he he's a very intelligent man I know that
9: well uh, I would he, gets,
0: say, and he and he certainly gets radio i mean Absolutely, yeah,
9: absolutely. I would just say that that I would think that almost half of the people who threaten to tune out don't. Mm-hmm. How often do you get those threats? They don't tune out, they love you n z, and they love what you do as far as programming for our area and I just want to say keep it up and and keep Dave and Lackey right where they
0: are okay. they're great. David G. Hall, simply, I'm so excited that the next caller, Ben and Salinas, is, is. <laughs> thank you, Brad, and live, Ben and Salinas has called. We're going to put him to the front of the line. Stay with us, Marilyn and, and Santa Cruz, David and Carmel, Rich and Salinas. We will get to you, but here is the great Ben. What do you? I can't wait for what you are going to say, Ben, because you're so passionate, and I want David G. Hall to react.
14: Good morning, Michael Z. Yes, this is the one and only great man. Do we have a connection here? Yeah, we're on. Okay, Mr. Hall, I totally respect your intellectual level on the, on a broadcasting media, and the fact that they're trying to talk about radio and its content, or lack thereof. How can anybody, they insist on being respect, respected, respected. Listen, there's nothing more ignorant on the air than Russ Limbaugh. That's why he's He's dropping to a point .1 or point .5 share. People are tired of his racism, his ignorance, and his lack of respect for half of our nation, which are women. And the fact you have a type of show that we have, and they're referring to Lackey and, and um, uh, Dave Michaels, shows to, to what ex- extent they have hit a nerve. They're totally to be respected. They bring a medium that is equivalent to Ken and John. Uh, John and Ken, and they, they will relegate to that level when they do uh, expand as they're going to do. And Michael, the reason, the main reason the station is the exce- exce- success that it is, is to remember, passion is contagious. You believe in your product. You believe in your advisors. Mr. Halder is certainly credible. And you, you if you're smart, you'll keep believing in Dave and Lackey. Because you've touched a nerve, which many people can't buy that kind of a nerve touch. They would be just as sellable in New York and L.A. as they are on your station. And I, even though I, I have my share of issues, I thank you, Michael, you and your mom, for what you do for the community. And thank you for using the intellectual level of Mr. Halder. And I also share the passion of uh, 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 the guy, uh, what's the name he used to be on KGO? Uh, Uh,
0: Oh, Jim Eason. Yeah,
14: yeah. He was the ultimate uh, right-winger even before uh, Limbaugh. And I used to listen to him fervently every day, even though he used to make me crazy. But you know my hero is... uh, Ray Taliaferro, and if, for my money, if you were smart, you'd put Ray Taliaferro in there for Rush Limbaugh. Well,
0: I had a talk uh, with Ray a couple weeks ago, and, um, yeah, we're, 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 we are talking, so we'll see what happens. Happen
14: now. Add, see, now you make me respect you more. Michael, don't change anything. Why do you think people want to call and talk about Dave and Lackey? Because you have hit the nerve, which you could spend the rest of your life looking for that nerve. Now you've got it enjoy it, and I share your passion for KSCO, Mr. Hall, welcome to our airways, with lack of intelligence, and you reach that market.
0: Thank you, Ben and Salinas. Uh, okay, Don Sherwood is calling from heaven. Uh, you're on the air, Don. <laughs> uh, no,
5: this is Bob and Carmel, and I, uh, uh, as MZ knows, I'm a right-wing radio talk show junkie, but I remember back in San Francisco, and I'd like uh, I dropped forgot your consultant's name. David but, G.
0: Hall. How could you forget David yeah. G. Hall if you've ever listened <laughs> to Phil Hendry? You know, because he well, talks I'm, about David I'm, G. Hall I'm, all the time. And by the way, excuse me, excuse me, um, Bob. While I'm <clears> remembering, Ron has sent me an email. Uh, I don't know who, which Ron, but it's someone named Ron. Phil Hendry it has taken a break, in quotes, from terrestrial radio only. He has a show five days a week starting at 9 a.m. available on TuneIn. Did you know that, David? I did not. That's great to hear. Yeah. So anyhow, thank you, Ron, for putting out that information. Didn't mean to uh, interrupt you, uh, Bob. I mean, Don. Oh, I'm
5: right. It was worth, worth being interrupted for. Okay. Um, I Back in the days, we used to, up in San Francisco, we listened to Don Sherwood every morning. And the guy was just incredible. It was so enjoyable, and uh, uh, I always remember he'd say, well, let me give out the baseball scores here, 5-3, 3-2, 4-1. Everybody was talking about him. Is Are there some Don Sherwoods around? Are they coming back?
0: That's what I'd like what to know. What a great question for David G. Hall. Yeah, I
7: think there still are some Don Sherwoods around, actually, and uh, I think as the format evolves um back away from all hard right politics all the time, I think you're going to see more people that have that kind of personality um come out in talk radio God, in different that'd markets. That would yeah. be
0: great. You know, they never knew – I never met Don Sherwood. I, I met his son, uh, Greg, who was pretty active uh, on KQED Channel 9 uh in San Francisco. But uh, I never got to meet Don but know that he, he – you never knew the station never knew that he was even going to show up for work, but they put up with that yeah. because he was so good, <laughs> yeah, he was so good, and there are people like that, the most talented people in the world have these warts, you know, but that you just sort of over tend to overlook if they 're that good, you know what i am saying so well,
5: if i get, i don't know if I'm still on the air or not, but there another show another show that was <clears throat> just hilarious, and maybe that's coming that's coming back too. Was the Bob and Ray show, and where they would do these parodies and uh, comedy acts with uh, voices, and that was another show that those in my age group just loved to listen to.
0: All right. Well, listen. Thank you for calling the Saturday special, uh, Don Sherwood. It was really Bob in um, in uh, Carmel here. James in Pacific Grove, a favorite place of David G. Hall's. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. You're on the air, James. Uh, Do you know what happened to Roger Hitchcock on
9: 1460?
0: Um, I think they dropped the show. He, he's not out of
7: syndication, is he, David? No, he's actually doing better than ever in syndication. He's, uh, and actually, he's a great example of what you were talking about, Michael, when you opened the show last hour. He's a great example. He's an older guy. He's in his 60s now. Uh, he's been at this a long time. He has had an older audience. But he has, in the last couple of years, really focused on bringing in a younger audience and talking to people more in their 30s and 40s without... Uh, you know losing people older and he's done a great job of that and so he's in syndication still he's doing very well and his younger demographic ratings for the last year or so have been going up pretty significantly in a lot of different places i i don't know i have no idea why he's not on 1460 anymore in your market but i just know generally nationally he's doing very well
0: sure okay well, uh, I sure uh oh and him. by the way let me
7: let me also just say about roger One of the things that I know about that show is he has got one of those guys who started to understand and and listen to the marketplace. And although he's as conservative as ever, he is not nearly as political as he used to be. So he's much more likely to talk about other things that are going on in the world and things that are going on in California um than, uh, you know, just uh, hammering on politics all day, every day. And that's a pretty significant change he made in his show a couple of years ago that's starting to pay off for him.
0: Yeah. Thank oh, great. you, gentlemen. Yeah, thank you, James and Pacific Grove, for calling KSCO at 479-1080. And uh, that goes for anybody else who wants to call 479-1080. People like Rich and Salinas, you're on the air, Rich. Yeah uh... questions for both
2: of you. Um, the latest program that just got added recently here on KIN is Armstrong and Gay, and it seems to be um, more of a more relaxed, laid-back format. That they do local stuff. Uh, Sacramento, I think, is where they're located, and, and they're up and down the coast. But uh, it's not so political, but they do political things. Is that how do you both think about that program? For the first question,
7: I think it's a great show. Actually, um, they've been around for a while now. They've done very well in Sacramento. They uh, started to take off in San Francisco, and they're actually—we just talked about Roger Hedgecock a second ago. They're actually now also doing the morning show on his home station in uh, San Diego, and doing very well there, and also bringing in a younger demographic there. I think what they really bring that is desperately needed in this format is not just uh, they're funny, but not just at entertainment value. They just don't take themselves that seriously. You know, they're—you ju- listen to them, and you get the sense that they're just more into it to have fun and i think we we really need that in in talk radio talk radio has gotten way too serious in the last few years and i think the audience is responding very positively to you know their ability to just have
6: fun Yeah, they poke fun at themselves too because do, they do that quite often too hey uh M- mg or mz uh how about mark Carbonero? because he interrupts the program every so often the local
2: stuff is there any way you can get mark Carbonero?
0: I, I've been trying. Every, every six months or so, I take Mark to lunch and say, What's it going to take to steal you? And he's very, very polite and he says, Well, I'll think about it. But he never gets back to me. So he's obviously very happy where he is. I guess, but he doesn't have a lot of your time. You I, don't. Whatever. He's happy yeah. where he is. I, I want him to be in charge of the KSCO operations in Monterey County. Lord knows I we don't. could use somebody. You because know, he he's was, great. Yeah, Mark he's is great. Stuff. He's fabulous. He's just yeah. wonderful.
2: Well, next time you have lunch with them, let us all know
11: where, where you're going to have lunch, and we'll all show up at the same
2: time and try to produce them. <laughs> okay. Great
0: all righty. <laughs> hey, that's one thing I haven't tried. Appreciate the idea there, uh, Rich and Salinas. 479-1080 really like is the phone number to call. Uh, oh. Here's Paul in oh. Aptos. Paul, you're on the air with David G. Hall and MZ. Um, I have
6: a quick question for your guest. Um there was, there was this guy on the radio, and I'd completely forgotten his name, but he did this hilarious routine about calling a liquor store, and, uh, it, it wasn't a party, he was going to confession.
0: M- must be Phil Henry, right? I mean, it must be.
6: No, it wasn't Phil Henry. It, uh, KFAT, the guy that plays the gr- bluegrass music on Sundays, used to play a lot of his routines, uh, oh. and I'm just drawing a real blank, but he was, he had a morning show for a while, and he was real hilarious. And then the guys in San Francisco, that uh, before uh, uh, six eighty went to all sports. I mean, those guys were just like the Bob and Ratio, one of your previous guests. said. they were just they they just had some great humor in the morning and get you going. Uh, but I, I guess my my comment. To MZ about the format, is, uh, I thought you had stellar bookends between your morning and, uh, evening drive home, drive home show. That was solid. I mean, that was, that was just. Okay.
0: Wait a second. Paul, hold on. Uh, I'm going to let you finish up, but I've, before I forget, because I don't have a very good memory, I forget real easily. David, okay? Yes. I think. That it's not a good sign if you have a, a live talk radio show where you have the same six callers every day, calling in with predictable things. And I love Charlie Friedman, but that's what we had and nothing else. Am I all wet? Am I all wet with the, with my idea that if you can't get a bunch of new interesting uh, callers, uh, uh? uh Instead of the same six all the time, then then there's something wrong. Well,
7: uh yeah, <laughs> to be frank, uh yeah, you always want new audience and new callers. And, you know, that's there's no other way to grow an audience. So, yeah, you know, um you want to it's nice to have regular callers. Um, because they feel like they have a relationship with your station and their you know sense of community. But yeah, you always want to have fresh, new people listening and interacting and We're and getting we're getting fresh people
0: effect. like we have never gotten in the twenty three and a half years that I've had this station. Well, from, there you go. From four to seven p.m. now, and the and the the old guard of listeners, m- many of them can't stand that. It's just they're having nervous breakdowns. They like to hear, apparently like to hear the same six people all the time. I don't get it. <laughs> Well, they know them.
7: They, you know, they they know them. They well, know what they're going to say. And... Let them
0: get to know the new people, too. And, you said it'll happen. It, it, might, it might happen within six months. That's great. So, Paul, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
6: No, that's that, that's okay. I guess my perception when I listened to Charlie, it was more than uh, six callers. But you might be right.
0: No, no. Um, in fact, I think I, it's more like five or four callers.
6: Yeah, he he definitely had some regulars. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making an observation here. I think people like Hannity and Rush, uh, as the conservative part of the Republican Party gra- gains more and more strength, they're going to lose popularity. And if uh, this election goes to the con- real conservative part, of uh, the traditional conservative part of the Republican Party, where they want to govern and not confront, uh their popularity is going to fall off, and the and the radio stations will have no other choice but to drop them because nobody's going to listen they won't they I won't think gain that's that. what's happening I think.
0: already don't you think so paul and David?
7: um well the ratings are definitely not going up you know um and they've been they have been moved or dropped by some stations not rushed so much i know you know hannity has moved around quite a bit and some other shows um yeah it is it is getting tougher there and as i talked about earlier there's a real fatigue out there at the audience i don't know if it has so much to do with super conservative wing of the of the gop or just Just basic fatigue that people, you know, for 20 years now, they've kind of been hearing the same thing the same way. It's not really entertaining anymore. It's not there's not really anything new or fresh anymore. And it's kind of hopeless. You know, some of those shows, you uh, you listen to them for an hour and you just you want to put a gun in your mouth. I mean, they're just so hopeless. and 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 I feel that way even
0: about Rush. I don't understand the appeal that Rush apparently continues to have. I don't no, get it. And, and he, the, he and doesn't he have the updates anymore. There's nothing funny or entertaining, and yet no, he's still and, at the top of the game as far as the ratings are concerned. If you believe the ratings, he's still and, he's and, and, and he, he you're right have,
7: about the updates, but he's still entertaining and he still has some you know some real entertaining things that he does in his show. He's a tremendously
0: but, talented and entertaining broadcaster. But do you believe David G. Hall that he is a fraction as entertaining as he used to be without without any of the the, the updates that he used to have many years ago and hasn't for many years? The show was
7: very entertaining when he had the updates, and it was more entertaining when he, didn't, when, he, when he took things not quite as seriously, and he was more tongue-in-cheek than he has been lately. But having said that, there's still some real entertaining qualities in his show, you know, to this day.
0: Sure. No, and, and so, you know, we're happy we still have Rush. Every year, I, I put it out to the audience, would KSCO be a better station with Rush or without Rush? And you know that gets the phones going and the and the polls on the on the website going, but uh, you know let, let me let me give you a great example a couple of years ago when Hosni
7: Mubarak fell in Egypt uh, and you know and Obama had the, was kind of going back and forth between you know do I support this guy? do I support the opposition the, you know what do I do here and so when he when he finally went away, a lot of conservative those really conservative hosts went on the air and one of them in particular said well president obama is an enemy of the state enemy of the state come on you know for supporting mubarak or not supporting mubarak i don't remember whichever he was enemy of the state rush limbaugh went on that same day and (laughs) his only commentary was to play the song walk like an egyptian okay now you're walking like an egyptian and that was funny. And it was and he, you know, it was it was very entertaining and it was a lighter way of of making his opinion known. And, you know, and and I like that Rush does that. And he does. He still does do that. And, yeah, you're right. He doesn't do the updates anymore and he doesn't do song parodies anymore as much as he used to. But, you know, he still does a lot of stuff like that. And I think that brings a, a really unique sense to his show that all the other shows still haven't really caught up with.
0: Uh, Paul, and uh, they, Aptos, oh yeah, you you want to finish up here? Real quick. Just one last one
6: last comment. The the continual uh, this is the wrong approach. This is awful. It's never going to work. Da 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 da. And and no positive solutions. I think the the general public wants the Congress to get back to governing and and moving things important things along, and are tired of the Tea Party confronting everything, and the talk radio show saying, well, he's wrong. Uh, the sanctions are wrong, da-da-da-da-da-da, but never coming up with a positive solution. Yeah. Uh, your Monday and Wednesday noontime lady is just a classic example of everything is wrong, the country's going to hell in a handbasket, we'll never be the same, we're flushing the Constitution down the drain, uh, you know. My life is as as normal and I'm as happy as I've ever been under Bush and Obama. I don't know where these people come from with their off the wall. Paul, you need comment.
0: to be. You need, do you have a sense of humor, Paul, if I can ask you a personal question? Uh,
6: people have told me that's one of my strengths.
0: Yeah. Okay, you need to be a talk host on KSCO. We need you. We need you. Send me an email so I know who. I've, I've got your phone number here, right here, but I'll probably forget to. I'll write it on a slip of paper and forget it. So please email me, mz at ksco.com, and let's have a serious discussion. Thank you very okay. much for your call to the Saturday special. Uh, this just in from the high-priced consultant himself via email regarding Armstrong and Getty. Great show. The lackey should spend every day listening to this show so he can realize how well this format really works when done properly. And it actually ends with an exclamation point, something I rarely see from the high-priced consultant. Um, okay, 479-1080, area code 831. If, you, if you're outside the area code, you'll have to dial 831 first. Otherwise, just dial four seven nine ten eighty. You will get connected to the electric radio station, KSCO uh, AM 1080, um, where we are speaking today with David G. Hall of radio programming fame, and we would love to hear from you. So let's see, uh, take next, who would that be? Mar- Maria and Aptos, welcome to the Saturday special. You're on. Maria. Um,
12: hi. Hi. Um, I've been listening for um, just um, a long time now. This is the first time that I've called. And um, I really think that um Lackey is kind of not... Um, being very positive and is kind of close-minded and um he always goes with the obama policies and his comment on the elderly the other day i don't think that that's an improvement um as far as being um nice to listeners um and saying that they were gonna croak what into- what did he yeah. say he said this like a couple
0: of days ago. Since my coming to Jesus meeting with him, Since. which, which happened, which happened like a week before that. So I
12: guess,
14: yeah.
0: Okay, all right. Well, I, I wish I wish the traffic lackey Maybe would call. That's this has been a great radio program so far. We have 17 minutes remaining. The only thing that would make it better would be for the traffic lackey and 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 Dave Michaels himself to call in. If they're listening, maybe they're not. It would sort of be like going to work on their time off. I I can understand that. But if they are listening, if either one or both of them are listening, please call 479-1080 so that you can participate in the program. You know, it won't don't have to be defensive or anything. Just just participate in the program. You know. All right. Maria, thank you very much for voicing your for for weighing in on the whole thing. Okay. you're
15: welcome. Appreciate it. Keep
0: listening to KSEO and do call again. Um, Chris and Salinas, you're on the air.
15: Hey, I just want to say, I I was one of the biggest critics of, uh, the Lockie. I mean, I I told you, you know, I I had written to you and everything, because I thought the guy was totally rude. Uh, I didn't like the format change at first, but I definitely think there's a huge improvement where you're... You, were you suggesting them go more towards pop culture and talking about things i actually thought the show they had the other day about the uh about drinking beer and about the uh different ways homeless could uh uh find food and survive and the thing i mean it was just it was i thought it was hilarious and so you know i I I'm a conservative guy, and I get my I get my uh, dander up when I hear, you know, just political bashing all the time. And the thing is, I say personally that younger people are not as in to politics. I, I I think having this I think having talking about pop culture and everything. I had written to you, kind of trying to say that, not saying it very well, but I that the stuff I think you need. You could throw in a little bit of the politics, but my man, you lighten I, I it up you. and you start I hear you talking and, about I and, and,
0: and I totally agree with you. Chris, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for calling the Saturday bet, Special. But anyway, and for I being a loyal KSCO listener. <laughs> yes. Thank you. There goes Chris and Salinas. Here is Michael in Carmel. Welcome Good morning. to the Saturday Special, Michael. You're on. Good
8: morning. Yes, I've listened to all the shows. At first, I listened to the Lackey and Dave, and I I kind of thought they were like yelling at the audience and not having before you had the talk.
0: Then Stop, I, stop I, right there. Just a second. Hold that thought, please. David, something uh, – the, the, my high-priced consultant has repeatedly told me I have to tune in to KFI and listen to a perfectly programmed station. And I have done that. You know, I, I've I've listened on and off, and obviously whenever I'm traveling through, you know, L.A. But I, I you, you can tune in, you know, through the through the through the stream at any time. And one thing I noticed, Michael and Carmel has is, has brought this, you know, to my memory here. All of those voices, on whether it's John Cobell, whether it's uh, uh, Bill Handel, uh, whether it's, um, um, you know, what, what's his name, uh, Junior, Tom, um, Tim, Tim Conway, Tim, Tim Conway Junior. They all have these yelling at your voice. It could be the same voice. I'm really good at voices, really good at voices. Mm. But every one of them is interchangeable, and it seems to be a formula that works. And so Michael and Carmel, that's what I was thinking about the lackey. Yes, he does yell at Dave. He yells at the audience. But you know what? That seems to be a formula that works very well, at least in KFI.
8: Well, that being said, I mean, I try to turn the volume down because he's yelling, okay? And then he must have said Dave about 20 times, okay? But he is a bright guy, and I think, you know, to learn from other broadcast people is a way for him to uh, hone his craft. I think you're right. I used to hear the same six people all the time and the same... Opinions all the time, so you know when they called in what they were going to say or what they're going to defend or whatever. So I, I agree, you have to get another audience, but I don't know if politics for young people and I'm older is the is the venue because everybody's tired of You can turn any radio station on; that's all they drum it into the you know. And I we think you have different. to get you have to be different, and you've yeah. got you've got something going. I listen to your program from morning till you know until I'm driving home. Great, and. and I think you have something, but just fine-tune it is all
0: okay. I say. Okay, that's what we're trying to do. Thank you, Michael and Carmel, and, and, and I appreciate that you seem to understand what we're trying to do here. Marcia in Carmel, you're on KSEO.
13: Thank you. Good morning. Um, I, I think he is getting better. I like the format of um, the two of them together. Uh, I agree about the volume and the yelling. But it was such a jolt to go from Charlie, and the whole concept of um, happy hour, which is soothing, which I thought was great for evening traffic. You shift gears, slam, you know, like from from <laughs> one jolt to the next, um, and the speed up and the volume and a totally different. Temperament, I was really upset the first couple of times, but as I listen to him, it seems to me that, that he is, that he is getting better, and I'm, I'm glad that Charlie's happier, because I enjoy listening to him too, but I, as much as I didn't like Vilaki when I first started listening to him, I think he is getting
0: better, so don't throw the baby out of the bathwater. Oh, no. I will throw the bathwater out, but not the baby. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much for calling the Saturday special, uh, 479-1080 if you want to call in. Um, the A-N-G, A-N-G, that's Armstrong and Getty Show. Jo- Jeff in Watsonville wants to know, what's your thoughts on the Armstrong and Getty Show? Uh, it's And it's written, it's to MZ. So... Here's my thought on the Armstrong and Getty show. I haven't listened to it a whole lot, but and, but little I have, it's it's a pretty fast moving, interesting program, uh, and it's engaging. There's there's the the main, the main thing, thing wrong with the A and Armstrong and Getty show is that we do not produce it here at KSCO, and that's what we want to do. We want to produce as much uh, um, locally originated programming both for the local um, uh, market exclusively and for possible other, you know, distributions. That's the only thing that's wrong with it. Um, let's see. It uh, looks like I have uh, a number of callers here, and I want to ask my favorite question. Uh, I mean, my, my wonderful – oh, look at this. Clark Walliser is coming around. Hi, MZ. I'm coming around. I like the mix-up with the changes. Keep it coming. Thanks. Okay, you bet, Clark. Thank you for – saying that. Uh, Joe Benson says, please ask. The caller was referring to Hudson and Landry on KFI. Ajax liquor store was hilarious. Please ask Mr. Hall about why progressive liberal radio is being removed from most radio stations. Thank you. Uh,
7: not enough people listen to it. I mean, it's as simple as that, you know. And one thing when, I think when Rush really came to prominence as, as the first, you know, really conservative guy out there, Uh he was definitely a conservative show, of course, but it was really, and, you know, people used to ask him this all the time, and he would be very clear about this, and he never changed his opinion, I think, to this day, or never changed his statement. He was an entertaining show first and foremost, and that was always his thing. He was, he meant to be an entertaining show first that happened to be very conservative. And I think a lot of these. Um, shows liberal shows that have come on unfortunately didn't go didn't look at it the same way and it was more important for them to be liberal first and then everything else and I, I don't think it works that way I don't think it works that way really with conservative shows either so they just they just could never really get enough of an audience most of them unfortunately
0: okay Michael are you there in Live Oak I am here okay you're on the air now uh, very quickly I think what the
14: um, the afternoon program has going for it. Like all the great sort of duets and radio or a- and entertainment, Abbott and Costello, and years ago you had on, uh, was it John and Ken? The, the tension between the-, the mellow, relaxed person and the sort of in-your-face guy who
0: never really shuts up, that's engaging. The- the- that- that's my impression of it. Okay. Hey, good point. Makes sense. Thank you for calling the Saturday special at sure. 479 Four seven nine ten eighty. Take next. That would be Sharon in Santa Cruz. You're on the air, Sharon. Thanks for calling.
13: Hi. I just had a comment about Lackey, it and it's just my personal opinion. I like the show. However, I just feel he gets too, too loud, too boisterous. I think he's very sincere in what he has to say, and it's not so much what he says. It's how he says it. Okay. And I think if you could just, if you could tone it down just a little. (laughs) Because really, to me anyway, just my personal opinion, when you scream and yell, it turns people off. Got it. Or can turn people off. It doesn't turn everybody off. But unfortunately for me, it does.
0: Thank you, Sharon in Santa Cruz. Jim in Santa Cruz, you're on the air on KSCO.
16: Hi. I just wanted to thank you for your efforts in trying to offer a better product and uh but that, you know, your show's great as far as I'm concerned. I think one one thing I'd like to say is that uh if you're thinking about getting rid of Rush, I think Roger Hedgecock would be perfect.
0: Well, a- if we were to get rid of Rush, chances are we would we would plug the slot with uh, Alex Jones, who's live and who's live at that exact time. We have um uh Alex live uh from nine to noon on the sister station on K O M Y here. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what we would do if uh, if for some reason we didn't have Rush.
16: So. Yeah, I just, you know, he's uh, he's got a real solid grasp on what's going on in or California. We would,
0: or we would put Charlie Friedman in there. I mean, Charlie, as soon as he heard that we were even thinking about that a couple of years ago, he said, M.Z., I want to put my hat in the ring for 9 to noon. Absolutely. So who knows? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Thank you. Uh, there goes Jim in Santa Cruz. Here is uh, Aaron in Monterey. Aaron, you're on the air. Hey, guys.
16: Um, I just want to say Lackey is uh, two words, smart and funny. And that's he's got it all. I mean, uh, you know, Rush Limbaugh is the same. But I think uh, Lackey really is smarter and funnier. And I can hear he's been fine-tuning. And uh, he's getting better and better. And, um... It might be also about kind of um, the producer, like the material. You know, he needs material, and he's quick wit. Like well, he, the other he's day, his own
0: producer at the moment. If well, you I think it, maybe yeah. you
16: could help him out and yeah. uh, get some, you know, get some 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 topics and stuff. Um, you know, the water cooler kind of thing. But he's so quick and funny. Um, he killed us the other day with this uh, Billy Sunshine. He called him Sir. Uh, and Billy said, don't call me sir. And he said, I call everybody sir that wears Hawaiian shirts. You know, <laughs> we, we were dying. We almost ran off the road.
0: Okay. Great. Hey, Aaron, thank you for calling the Saturday special. Gary in Capitola, it's your turn.
6: Hi, yeah. How are we doing today? Good,
0: Gary.
6: I just wanted to throw in mine for Charlie. I'm used to listening to until when I get off work at 4 o'clock.
0: Use a uh, smartphone. Uh, use I, the internet. You know, you, you you can do that. You can still do that, even though he's not on live. Then, you can still do it. I need uh, to get that point across to you and everybody.
8: But that would also mean just another lost radio listener from four o'clock on, because I don't, at my age, I relate more to Charlie, and I don't have the patience for the bickering and the lackey. Like I say, is, like but I, but I, was I was say,
0: good. don't listen then. Listen to Charlie then, just like you used to. It's real easy. Just do it. Anyhow, um, thank you for calling the Saturday special. We appreciate it. That was Gary and Capitol. We've got five minutes left. And I want to ask David G. Hall the question that's been bothering me for two and a half years. Uh oh. Why has some broadcaster not picked up on the incredible opportunity to reintroduce the KGO experience? To the San Francisco Bay Area, why can you tell me cost probably as you know
7: from putting on a radio station where you have you know a pretty you have a way above average amount of live and local content on your radio station uh, imagine putting on a station you know where you have to hire all those guys and producers and call screeners and just I think cost more than anything well
0: I think there's, there's different ways to do things where everybody can have a smile on his or her face. Where it doesn't need to cost that much and people don't need to necessarily work for free but they could be entrepreneurs in the process and maybe make more money than when they were employees. You know? Well, not everybody thinks like you do.
7: That's a pretty creative way of looking at it, actually. But then again, you have a pretty creative way of running your radio station there. And, you know, listen to all these callers you've had in the last two hours. You've, you have a lot to show for your creative way of looking at it. I think a lot of broadcasters aren't so creative. They're more, They're, they're much more business oriented and they're pretty narrowly focused on, you know, they need a return on investment and they need it to be immediate and they need to have the lowest possible costs. And how could they ever hire all those people and put them all on the radio and, and actually make money right from the get go? They probably can't. And you could never figure out how to do it, you know? Uh huh. Well. But I, I think that's the biggest thing. It's just cost. That's expensive. And I don't mean, you know, the guys made huge salaries. I know they did, but I'm sure that, you know, many of them would uh, do it for a fraction of what yeah, they yeah. were making. Yeah, Ron, Ron Owens KGO. is a
0: perfect living example of that. He's the last, uh, uh, shred of, uh, yeah. of the old KGO, you know? Yeah. So, the, the, the know, last vestige our salaries. of salaries.
7: I just think. mean, as you know, you know, from running your business there, you, None of those guys could produce their own show and so you have to have a producer and you have to have someone to answer the phones and now you're three shows. If you have that for one,
0: you have it for twenty. I mean it's an infrastructure which is either there or not. Yeah.
7: But nope not a lot of broadcasters are willing to invest in that infrastructure anymore. You know, oh. you're you're rare. Not a lot of people think like you do, unfortunately. Hmm. Really, <sighs> unfortunately.
0: You're very kind. Thank you.
7: Um. No, I I mean that, you know. Uh, look, a few years ago, when I, my last year, at, when I was at KFI, so this would have been 2002, I think. I, I Clear Channel had uh, picked up KFI and its sister FM station. And so we went from being part of a private family-owned company to being part of the, you know, the huge Clear Channel. And yeah. so... They, they asked me if I would oversee the programming in a bunch of different markets for them, the news talk programming in a bunch of different markets. So I said yes. And I found myself going market to market and looking at empty radio studios where there's nothing but a control board, you know, with a slider up and the meters going and nobody's sitting there because that's what radio was becoming, was all syndicated and all voice tracked and, You know, stations far bigger than yours and places far bigger than Santa Cruz are very lucky to have a single local guy in the morning. And that's it. You have a, you really are the exception. Uh, Maybe even more than you realize. You are the exception. And so to think that somebody in the Bay Area, which is a, You know, in San Francisco, which is an extremely um, expensive market to operate in, as you know, could do it your way and just put on a bunch of local shows and hire a bunch of people that that's unheard of. And it would be that's just not the way
0: companies think anymore. I think it's doable. I really oh, agree. I
7: agree with you. I totally agree
0: with you. Yeah. Hey, David. Thank you so much for being with us for the last couple of hours, help, helping us put on a, a great program. I'm really proud of this particular Saturday special. Thanks to you. And oh, so this has w- been w- great. Michael. Wish you thank continued you. success. And uh, understand you're going to be up here uh, in the in the coming uh, not too distant future. And I will be very insulted if you don't come by and let us give you a tour of the place and have lunch and so forth. Okay? A- absolutely. Appreciate I'll see you. It. Thank you. Take care. (laughs) KSEO, Santa Cruz, Salinas, Monterey, San Jose. Here is CBS News. Somewhere there.
4: CBS News, I'm Pam Coulter. Ukraine's acting president is warning the nation's economy could collapse if a referendum on independence is approved in eastern Ukraine tomorrow. Sky News correspondent Katie Stollard says... Both sides are expected to spin the results. The authorities in Kiev, the politicians in the West, will say that this is illegal. It is a referendum that has no basis in law, which is being policed and counted by the pro-Russian separatists themselves. The separatists will say, assuming this goes their way, that the people have spoken. They have a democratic mandate that what is happening here is a genuine popular uprising. They are determined to go ahead, and they say the polls will open at 8 a.m. on Sunday morning. U.S. experts are in Nigeria to help in the effort to rescue nearly 300 kidnapped schoolgirls. CBS's Deborah Pata in the Nigerian capital.
13: The American delegation includes no military assistance. It's all non-military support in terms of hostage negotiations and other experts, the delegation. Any rescue mission would be led by the Nigerian government and the decisions ultimately would be made by the Nigerian government.
4: Search crews have recovered the bodies of two of the three people who were on a hot air balloon that erupted in flames and crashed north of Richmond, Virginia. They're still looking for the third person on the balloon and its wreckage. CBS's Mark Albert says it's not an easy job. Police
11: have been hampered by the dense woods, by the weather, so they are really having to go on foot and canvas this area and divide it up into search grids to try and locate the wreckage.
4: The NTSB is sending an investigator to the scene. How do fans feel about changes at the top of the L.A. Clippers?
2: The man chosen by the NBA to run the L.A. Clippers, Dick Parsons, is a former chairman of both Time Warner and Citibank. He is also black. Clipper fans at last night's game were more fervent than ever in their desire to see the current owner, Donald Sterling, and his family removed from the team. It's probably best not to have the Sterlings involved with this team at all. The NBA has made it clear it wants the Sterling ownership to end and has said it's willing to force Sterling out if necessary. Steve Futterman, CBS News, Los Angeles.
4: Many of the unidentified remains of people killed at the World Trade Center are believed to be those of New York City police and firefighters. The remains were taken to the site today where they would be placed underground in the September 11th Museum. Rosaline Tallon, whose brother was killed, prefers an above-ground monument.
13: Nobody listened to us. Nobody cared what we had to say for our loved ones.
4: Some families of victims do not object to the location of the remains. No injuries are reported in a landslide that blocked the Cedar River in Washington State's Maple Valley. It has caused flooding to some of the homes in the area. This is CBS News.
2: MSNBC presents Growing Hope.
13: When a voice is empowered to action, when a light shines on equality and justice, the seed of hope is so. It drives you to tackle the hard stuff, to stop gun violence, protect voter rights, to fight so that everyone has access to health care, and make sure no one falls through the cracks. As hope grows, so does the power of people. Learn more at
2: msnbc.com slash growinghope. What do you mean you got there exactly on time?
4: Ever since we started using Fleet Maddox to keep track of our trucks and vans, our business has been running really smoothly.
2: Are you telling me you've cut
0: your fuel cost?
4: The boss doesn't have anything to yell about anymore, but some habits are hard to break.
0: Oh, great. Another call from a happy customer.
4: FleetMatics Maddox takes the drama out
13: of business. Make fleet tracking more intelligent with real-time tracking, fuel monitoring, and more. Visit FleetMaddox.com slash start or call 1-877-350-DEMO for intelligence at work.
1: Good afternoon. You have it tuned in to KSCO Radio, KSCO AM 1080, and KOMY AM 1340. Serving Santa Cruz, San Jose, Salinas, Monterey, and Watsonville. 69 degrees at KSCO Studios. Four minutes past 12 noon on Saturday, May tenth, two 2014. Friendly voice, Aaron Shore, with your local King of the Hill traffic and Central Coast weather. Taking a look at your roadways in and around Santa Cruz and traffic hazard at... Madison Lane and Soquel Avenue, 2526 Madison, to be exact. Looks like a partial stalled vehicle is in the responding party's driveway. Units are en route to the scene to remove the vehicle. Also, roadways in and around Santa Cruz are suffering a bit of congestion just past the fishhook. where 17 and Highway 1 merge. That will be in the northbound direction. Traffic is at stop and go at Highway 1 over the San Lorenzo Bridge at the connection to River Street at Highway 9. It will clear up as you head northbound towards through the west side of Santa Cruz. Otherwise, Highway 1 and 17 are traveling up and to the limit. Your northern Monterey Bay Central Coast weather forecast.